The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Negotiate Anything. Thanks for spending time with us today. It's listeners like you in 181 different countries that have made Negotiate Anything the most popular negotiation and conflict resolution podcast in the world. I'm your host, Kwame Christian. I'm a business lawyer, mediator, professor, and the director of the American Negotiation Institute. Before we get started, I have two quick questions for you. Is negotiation a critical part of what you do? Do you need to resolve conflict and persuade at work? If you answered yes to both of those questions, visit our website to learn more about our negotiation workshops. We've traveled the country working with professionals just like you, and we'd love to have the opportunity to work with you too. Check out the link in the description to learn more. Our second award is our Young Alumni Award. So each year we give out an award recognizing someone early in their career who's graduated from one of our degree programs who even though they are young in their career has already had a tremendous impact, uh, perhaps in their profession, but broadly in, in public service. This year's award winner has clearly met the, the threshold. Somebody at a very early stage in their career has just been um, incredibly impactful, not just in starting their own organization as you're gonna hear, but starting an organization that's really had a global impact. This year's a winner is Kwame Christian, who's a 2013 graduate of our dual MAJD program, our partnership with the Moritz College of Law. And the Moritz College of Law has an exceptional reputation uh, in alternative dispute resolution and conflict negotiation. And Kwame, who, who graduated less than a decade ago, has parlayed that, that experience and that education into something called the American Negotiation Institute, uh, which services a broad array of clients, um, including those in the public sector, in tackling difficult and challenging issues uh, and using negotiation um, as a tool and a technique uh, for, for resolving dispute, but also just growing the organization and the enterprise. Uh, Kwame's uh, organization has been active in almost 200 countries around the globe, servicing a broad array of, of clients. Um, Kwame is also the host uh, of a highly subscribed podcast on negotiation, one that we hope many of you will start to listen to after this, after you hear um, from him, I'm, I'm sure you'll be hooked. Um, but that podcast, in some instances, has been downloaded over 150,000 times, a very popular podcast on negotiation. So I'm so pleased and privileged, wish I was doing it in person, um, uh, but to award this year's Young Alumni Award uh, to Kwame Christian. Congratulations, Kwame. Thank you. I appreciate it, Trevor. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining me. And Kwame is going to um, join me in a bit of a conversation uh, about himself and his, his organization. So Kwame, you, you pursued both uh, the, the, dual, the JD and the, uh, the MA um, out of the, the, what was then the School of Public Policy and Management, now the, the Glenn School, and then ultimately the Glenn College. Um, what, what inspired you to uh, pursue this partner degree and, and ultimately go into public service? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I feel like um, as much as I want to take credit for it, a lot of it has to come from my family too. And so I was always interested in um, government and policy and, and politics. And so I, I wanted to have an impact on a larger scale using that type of expertise. And so and my family, when you think about my mom's side and my dad's side, we have on my mom's side, uh, my grandfather, Oscar Henry, was the first permanent secretary of the country of Guyana. Um, so the year when they got their independence, when they achieved their independence, um, he was the first permanent secretary, which is um, more or less secretary of state uh, for the country. And then on my dad's side, the family's always been involved in politics. My great uncle wrote the score of the national anthem for the country of Dominica. And so um, we, we have a long history of, of involvement in governmental activities. And so I think that's really what motivated me to create this organization and try to stay involved however I could as it relates to politics and policy in the US. So thank you for sharing that. I'm so impressed by your, your, your family's history. Can I also assume then that your, um, your, your parents and grandparents' involvement um, in the various ways that you just described also explains the um, sort of global orientation of the American Negotiation Institute. So even though it is the American Negotiation Institute, um, your orientation is, is global. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's one of the fun things about the podcast, because the podcast has been heard in over 180 countries, close to 2 million downloads now. And it's, it's been great to see the reach. And so one of our interns is actually in Nigeria. And she created this program for youths between the age of 15 and 20, um, learning how to use negotiation and conflict resolution as a peace building tool, because right now there's a lot of unrest going on in Nigeria. So we gave her the the all of the information that she needed to and the guidance and the mentorship she needed to to produce that program and she she did an incredible job so we're looking for different ways to have more of a global impact that's our african reach and then also back home in guyana uh, there was a lot of political unrest recently and so we're trying to find ways to to partner with organizations like caricom which is Cari the caribbean community um, trying to find ways to partner with them to promote peace through negotiation and conflict resolution as well. So you've begun to explain a little bit about ANI, but uh, tell us about that journey. How did you decide to start this organization? Again, you've done this at a very early stage of your career. And then tell us a little bit more about it, what, what its founding purpose is, who are the clients that you serve, and what are the services that you provide? Yeah. And so I wanted to build an organization that I wish existed. <laughs> and so that's really what led me to do it. And so um, as, a, as an attorney, I did some civil rights work beforehand, and then I started my own practice doing business law. And now with the American Negotiation Institute, our motto is this, uh, the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations. So mm -hmm. with what we do, our hope is to help to make these difficult conversations easier. And with the, that focus, obviously, there's a, a clear business focus. We have some large Fortune 500 companies that under our belt who are our clients who help us, who, who we help with negotiation and conflict resolution types of trainings. We've also worked with um, different branches of the government, like the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration for their negotiations and the Army Defense Acquisition University. Uh, they purchase all of the, the weapon systems for the United States working with their negotiations too, but also recognizing with that broad type of mandate that we have, making these difficult conversations easier, it's also led us into some exciting different places that aren't so business driven. So 
how to have difficult conversations about race. That's been something that we've been doing, uh, programs we've been doing here in the US because that's been uh, a unique struggle of 2020. Um, more recently, we've partnered with LinkedIn to produce a course on how to have difficult conversations about politics now because uh, things are very divisive and it's kind of tearing people apart in the workplace. And so we were creating content to help them with that. And so it's it's been really fun to see the global impact because the reality is we all struggle with this in some capacity. We all are having these difficult conversations. And so I'm able to take the tools that I learned from uh, the Glenn College and from the Ohio State Morris College of Law, put those together and, and share it with the world. And it's been really impactful. So you, you mentioned politics in this series you did for, for LinkedIn. And I, and I don't want you to give away any proprietary secrets here. So, so don't feel like you've got to open the, uh, open the jar of sauce and tell us all the ingredients. But um, you know, we are in a very polarized period right now. And, and some might say that's just hyperbole and it's, it's not real, but I think there's plenty of credible evidence that um, there's a lot of things that have divided this, this country. Talk a little bit about what your assessment is of the causes of those divisions and the way that mediation and, and conflict negotiation could play a constructive role in bridging those divides. Yeah, I think the um, the weaponization of the media plays a role in it because the, the media is very driven toward making money through the attention economy. They want to grab your attention and hold on to it because the more attention they have, the more money they make. And so what they will do is they will create stories that have more limbic resonance. So the things that are going to inflame your amygdala and they will give that to you create a narrative about it and feed you what you want in order to get you watching. Social media even is even more dangerous because they have algorithms. So they're gathering data about you so they can then feed you more of what you want. And so we're becoming more polarized in that way because it's becoming easier and easier to surround ourselves with people who see the world the exact same way. We find ourselves in the echo chamber. And then once we step outside and we interact with somebody, another good person who sees the world slightly differently, it, it simply does not compute. And then throughout our education, unless you go to, unless you're really going out of your way to learn more about negotiation and conflict resolution, you're not going to learn those skills. <laughs> you think about elementary school, high school, those type of things. And even in law school, what's interesting is a negotiation is an elective. I had to seek that out. It wasn't a required course. And so when it comes to negotiation and mediation skills, I think we all could benefit from that. Either how, when it comes to ourselves having more civility in our conversations or being the leaders in our organizations, having to play the role of mediator between two warring factions. I think those, those skills that we can bring to the table could seriously have a, an, a major impact on uh, the world today. Does your company invest in professional development training? If you believe that your team would benefit from a negotiation workshop, all you need to do is go to our website, fill out the workshop request form, and then we'll set up a time to chat. These workshops are completely customizable and we've done them all around the country. Negotiation and conflict resolution skills are beneficial across all professions, but they're especially useful in procurement, purchasing, sales, sourcing, and contract management. Our calendar is filling up quickly and we even have some workshops scheduled for next year. If you think you might want one, I'd suggest reaching out soon so you don't miss out. Check out the link in the description to learn more. And now, back to the show. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. 
In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. So I'm, this is a little reverse order. You kindly shared some of your backstory, but I, I want to come back to you personally. Um, you, you said you selected this as an elective. So did you always know you were interested in mediation? And then were, were you that kid on the playground when two kids were fighting who would step in and say, hey, maybe we can resolve this in a more peaceable way? You know, when I look back on it, it, it makes a lot of sense because I was that that peacemaker. And it's funny, I see it in my my five year old too. genetics are very strong. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's really cool to see the commonalities. But of course, the words negotiation, mediation, those weren't in my vernacular at that time. They weren't in my vocabulary at the time. And so then when I came to OSU for undergrad, um, I majored in psychology because I loved understanding human behavior. And for me as a recovering people pleaser, I wanted to figure out what I could do to find more confidence. And so that's why my TED talk is called Finding Confidence in Conflict. And my book is called Finding Confidence in Conflict as well. And so um, the, uh, the first time I took a negotiation course, I was really excited because I said, I see it. I finally see psychology in this field. And after that, I was hooked. And so I was trying to figure out a way throughout my early life, trying to figure out how I can make negotiation and conflict resolution the thing that I do. And so I was negotiating as a business lawyer, and then I started the American Negotiation Institute. And another great thing is that now I, I still keep my skills sharp by practicing as, a, as an attorney with Carlisle, Patchen, and Murphy, too. So it's not just the academic side where I'm teaching at, um, for my clients and then teaching at Otterbein in their MBA uh, program and at OSU in their, in their law school, but I'm also keeping my skills sharp so I can collect more stories, which makes me a better teacher as well. So um, you, again, at a very early age, have gone on to be not just a successful lawyer, but a, a successful entrepreneur. You've started a new organization. Um, I, I've got to believe that's taxing. That's not something that's just like, oh, I'll do that from eight to five. This has got to be around the clock. And, and now we know you have a small child, too. So how do you, how do you stay recharged and energized? in the midst of all of that work and the requirements of starting a business and, and helping clients deal with difficult conversations? It's not easy, Trevor. It's really not easy. But I think one of the things I had to learn to do was prioritize myself whenever I could. What are the things that I do that I enjoy that I can make time for? And so going to the gym, I try to lift um, five days a week if possible. Um, but the rule I set for myself is that I can only go to the gym and I can only go to work after I get seven hours. 
If I don't get my seven hours, then I don't move. Because I recognize how important that was just for me psychologically. I'm at a much higher level and more emotionally stable when I'm getting good sleep. The other thing is I'm, I'm a chess nerd. I love chess. It's um, it's beyond admirable at this point. I think it's it's kind of sad. I, I've gotten uh, thirteen thousand games on chess.com. I made it to the ninety fifth percentile just yesterday, so I'm very excited about that. But I always find time to to play a play a game of chess every day, uh, just to make sure that I can still keep the mind active, but do something that's enjoyable at the same time. That's great. So to pull this to a close. Um, we have a lot of people who will look to you as a role model, somebody who, um, once again, early on has already made an impact, didn't have to stand in line, got to do something right, right away after finishing their degree. And I don't mean to diminish, I'm sure, all the hard work that went into it, but it's a remarkable accomplishment early on. What, what advice do you have to somebody who may be in the same shoes you were a decade ago? Um, an undergraduate um, at Ohio State or, or someone navigating the graduate degree program. What, what advice and guidance do you have for somebody who wants to go out and make an impact early? I think it's this, you, you have to be true to yourself. And I know that seems so lame, but let me go a little bit deeper <laughs> into that. Um, because I was the guy who was graduating from law school after passing the bar and graduating from the Glenn College. And I was getting sworn in and I was asking myself, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> I still, it still wasn't clear on it. And so the, the focusing question that I used that really helped me was, what would I do if everything in the world was free? What would I do if everything in the world was free? After I've traveled and did all that fun stuff, what would I do for meaning? And so it took me a long time to figure that out. I mean, over a month of introspection trying to figure out what that answer was for me. And as much as I loved resolving conflict myself as a mediator, as a lawyer, negotiating, I recognized that I loved teaching it even more. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, Trevor, I'm a recovering people pleaser. I was that guy who was a pushover. And then negotiation helped me to overcome that. And that's when I came up with that motto, the best things in life are on the other side of difficult conversations. So for me, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to teach that. And so once I figured out what that was for me, I said, I'm going to push everything else to the side and make that happen. Well, it is a pleasure to formally award you the Young Alumni Award. And we will do this in person one day where we give you the physical award that you can proudly display on your shelf with your multiple degrees from The Ohio State University. So Thank congratulations, you. Kwame. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Congratulations, you've just joined an elite club. By listening to a full episode, you're now officially on the Negotiate Anything team. So welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episodes of the show. The best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. Keep learning, keep practicing, and keep getting better. Your relationships will improve, your career will soar, and you'll have the confidence you need to get the most out of these crucial conversations. Again, thank you for joining the team. We're excited to have you, and I will see you in the next episode. I'll catch you later.